I need to rewrite this. Um, <laughs> and welcome. I'm watching my computer and it's just happening. Google Docs is haunted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 63 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Welfley. Um, Tim is not joining us tonight. He is on paternity leave and uh, probably uh, the World Series Game 7 leave. Go Cubs. Uh, I am joined by Johnny Gamber, as usual, and we have a special guest tonight, uh, an artist and an art therapist whose moniker is probably familiar to most of you. That would be Les Harper, who is a blogger at Comfortable Shoe Studio and fellow admin of the group. Hey, Les, how are you? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Very good. How are you, Johnny? Awesome. I'm fantastically caffeinated. <laughs> fantastically caffeinated. Yeah. Uh, I am. I'm falling off of my caffeine high, as you probably can tell by the like six tries it took to start this. Um, and I just started in with beer, so. I could probably send you some of my breath. The Skyper nuts. All right. So tonight uh, we're we're recording on the third. Uh, no, we're recording the second of of November, the beginning of NaNoWriMo. Uh, we're going to discuss composition notebooks. So uh, Les is an expert on that topic, and tonight is going to be tighter than a stitched and tape binding. So uh, <laughs> we can all thank Johnny for that. <laughs> he wrote the intro. Uh, so let's let's talk about tools of the trade. Um, Les, what are you consuming, either like into your body or else or else media? What are you writing with and on? Uh, so consuming, I had to switch from coffee today and to the yogi tea. And do you guys feel familiar with yogi tea? Oh yeah, yep. Got, mm-hmm. got the little you know tags on it that have little sayings. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm doing their stress relief. It's lavender honey flavor. Hmm. And my little tag said, "You are equally as beautiful as the universe." Aw. But if they said it to a pessimist like me, it's an insult. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, the universe what? is the worst. What? The universe is horrible. Uh, I'm dark yeah, and meaningless. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, that's uh, in terms of beverages. I was going to go with whiskey, but that would just be too much for right now. And then in terms of uh, writing with and on, I am alternating between a Roaring Springs composition book hmm. with a blue cover. And uh, Field Notes Shenandoah. And I'm still hooked on those Wally World Casemates pencils, those cheap one cent multicolored pack with a really silky smooth core. Yeah. We didn't talk about those when we talked about store, store brand pencils, did we? No, but you know, the, they have a yellow version and then they have the neon version. The yellow version is terrible. Yeah. So it has, it has some nice smoothness to it on occasion, but there's a lot of grit. Whereas the multicolor pack is much more like the neons, which is much smoother. It doesn't have the grit. Okay. I'll have to pick and some then I'm of those alternating. Up. Yeah, they're, they're super cheap and they're great. Um, and then I'm alternating that with a Uniball Signo Blacks purple. So it's like almost black, but it's got a hint of purple. I love those so much. I have um, I have some of the ones with the cap. And I love the, the blue-black and I love the... Um, like the red black kind of makes kind of a brown like mahogany color. I haven't tried that one yet. Yeah, they're so good. The blue black is my favorite. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Johnny, how about you? So I, excuse me, I'm just getting into the killing. Have you guys seen the the killing? No. I thought I mean, you were the just show, conf- the show. I thought you were just confessing to something right now. Yeah, don't air this for a couple of days. <laughs> no, um, the killing was a show that was on AMC, and then they were going to cancel it. So Netflix picked up like six episodes, and now they list it as um, a Netflix show. But it's mm-hmm. it's cool. I thought it was going to be sort of like an American Wallander, but it's not. But that's okay. It's cool in its own way. Um, and also, American Experience was on last night, but it wasn't the one I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about is Tesla. Did you guys catch that one like two or three weeks ago? Uh-uh. It's like the greatest show on TV. And they did they did an Edison one last year or the year before. So now they did a Tesla episode. So it was about Tesla as an American experience. And we're talking about Nikola but in Tesla. Neither not- episode. You know, not like yeah, Elon Musk Tesla. Not okay. Yeah. Although that would also be a really cool one. Um, but they never mentioned the electrocution of the elephants. But it was on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> so <laughs> If it's on Bob's Burgers, it must be true. Yeah, I'm not sure how I should get my information. But yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. If you guys have like a Roku or something like that, um, it's on the PBS channel. Cool. I am delayed. Um, and also I've been working on a nano remo station on Pandora that I'm almost ready to share, hmm. but like some serious crap came on there that would embarrass me today. So let's cycle through it for another day or two. Maybe I'll put it in the Facebook group. What, um, what, and general, I am writing, what general direction of music, um, can one, ex- can one expect on the Pandora station? Um, there's an embarrassingly large amount of U2. Okay. Shows my age. Um, Tori Amos. Yeah. What else is in there? Oh, man, I don't remember now. Yeah. Crap. There's a lot of like, The Cure lately, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's slightly moody, but not too moody. That's cool. And um, I'm writing with one of those beautiful black pencils from CW Pencils with their um, their logo on it. Did you guys pick up one of those yet? I do have one. Yeah, I've got one that's awesome. They're, yeah. They're possibly perfect, except that they're not a cedar. Yeah. The only downside. But um, I'm writing on the Field Notes Origins book, the red one, the African book, mm. which is lined and super nice with this pencil. That's the Coffee Origins book? Yeah, the one's from the Starbucks roastery that you sent me. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. They're very, very awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Andy? I. I am. Well, I was hoping that by now uh, I would be consuming the uh, New Yorker food issue. Um, it is my very favorite New Yorker. And um, I think we've talked about before how my wife renewed her subscription to the New Yorker. And so I've been reading it digitally uh, while she reads the the analog version. Um, so last year uh, the food issue came out by now. And this year it is not. So I am not reading that. <laughs> Basically at the time at night when I usually read, I'm just like – Messing around on Reddit now. Um, So I can tell you all sorts about memes, like all sorts of memes that are happening right now. Um, Everybody's Halloween costumes. But no, uh, so I guess, what am I consuming right now? We've been watching this strange kind of like dark comedy that is on, I think it's on Amazon Prime right now, Uh, like their their video service. Uh, It's called Fleabag. 
Have you guys heard of this? No. Mm-mm. It's um it's a British um a British like playwright. Um she is basically writing about like I don't I don't think it's a true story. She it, it's kind of like semi-autobiographical. Um she this her character doesn't have a name. Um and everybody kind of presumes maybe her name is Fleabag, but nobody ever uses her name on the show. Uh, it's a little bit dirty and it's a little bit dark, um, but it's very entertaining. So oh. you should watch that. Um, uh, June Thomas recommended it on uh, the Double X Gab- Gabfest, which is her podcast, and she's been on this podcast before. So any recommendation of June is a recommendation for me. So um, what am I – oh, and I'm also consuming into my body a long root ale, which is <laughs> – it's brewed in Portland, Oregon. I picked it up in the little like s- single beer shelf at uh, Whole Foods today. Uh, it's pretty good. I picked it up because it's a cool bottle. Um, it's entire pint, so by the end of this, I may not be coherent. So sorry about that. I'm barely coherent right now. I don't know what is wrong with me today. Um, I am writing with um, the Archer pencil by Baron Fig, um, which we talked a lot about the last episode. Um, and I'm just writing into my uh, Field Notes Lunacy Edition. I'm using the whole moon, the Full Moon Edition, um, just because I started notes about this episode in that because it's in my back pocket. Um, yeah, so we're doing that. We should move on to fresh points. Um, Les, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, so I'm doing NaNoWriMo this year, and I'm totally pantsing it. I had intended. <laughs> to write out an outline and go into it with a plan. But my work, my new work schedule has been uh, crazy. Yeah. And I just haven't been able to to do any planning. So I sat down yesterday. I had a day off in the middle of the week, unusually, and just started writing. And it, and I'm, so far, I'm, I'm knock on wood doing well. I probably just jinx, jinx myself and I'll, I'll fail. Um, <laughs> But but so far as I'm just like by panting it, I'm having fun with the writing and I'm I'm totally enjoying it. That's cool. So yeah. But I think part of it is so like I started out with 13 sharpened pencils and I'm decided I'm going to do it all in pencil, and in comp books. Nice. So I'm doing this the Steinbeck sharpen it and move it to another pencil pot when it's dull and then grab a new pencil. Yeah. What are you using to sharpen it? I am using the uh, Carl Angel Five, the what they the Angry Devil. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's putting it is doing a nice point on it, and I'm getting a page per pencil. Wow. So. And are you using those um, those Walmart pencils? Yeah, I'm using those cheapo Casemates pencils. Nice. So, yeah. So I also wanted to talk about the manuscripting Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, so anyone who's doing NaNoWriMo this year should join up. We're, we're doing a whole bunch of threads about uh, word counts, what you're using to write with, what paper you're using, what pencils, what pens. And everyone's being super supportive and awesome. So check out the group. I don't I'm even, enjoying it so far. I don't even do NaNoWriMo and I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun to see kind of people talking about like 
you know, their successes and their holdups and everybody's very encouraging of each other. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, I it's, it's, I, well, I think, you know, the part, part of the part that, that makes it really uh, impressive is that it's, it's members of the group supporting one another in a, in a new kind of way. And the Erasables group mm-hmm. is just a really supportive group of people, um, which is kind of unusual on the realm of the internet, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Don't read the comments. <laughs> um, Especially uh, in, this, in this day and age in this election cycle. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's not go there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so everyone's just super supportive and, and just, you know, way to go and what's your page count or number count rather. And it's just really cool. It's awesome. Cool. So, yeah, um, if you are participating in NaNoWriMo or you're thinking about, um, you know, writing a manuscript kind of like independent of that, uh, go check out the manuscripting group. I'll have a link in show notes, um, which, by the way, if you want to see show notes for this episode, um, and you don't have access to them in your podcast app, uh, just go to erasable.us slash 63. That'll be, that'll be this episode. Uh, Johnny, do you have any, or Les, did you have any other fresh points? No, I'm good. Cool. Johnny? <laughs> so I'm also doing NaNoWriMo. I don't know why I say Remo. Um, also on pencil and inspired by Les in composition books. Hmm. So we'll talk about this later in the in this segment, but I'm also using the composition books that Les recommended as being one of the better cheap ones. As being the UB ones or UBI. UBI. Probably nice. mispronouncing that too. I think it's UB. I think we can say UB. <laughs> I think it's actually UBI. The, the, the colorful toucan books. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned a few episodes ago that Target had all of their um, I am other stuff on sale, so I went up getting most of them for like a buck, buck forty nine. Yeah. So some of them are pretty bright. That's okay. <laughs> Catch them. I did give the brightest yeah. ones to the kids. Um, but I was going to ask you, Les, how many p- words are you getting on a page that kills like that one pencil point? I am averaging about 180. Oh, man. I'm getting like two, 220 a page, and I'm getting three or four pages off of a point of my nice. pencils. I think I'm doing something. Well, I might be doing something wrong. Well, I think um, I write, well, I cross stuff out a lot. And I know that's like part of like NaNoWriMo. You're not supposed to cross anything out. But like I'm crossing a lot of stuff out. And some pages I'm getting, you know, 250. But it averages out to be less because I'm doing some dialogue too. Hmm. And dialogue just eats mm-hmm. up a lot of space. Are you counting the words? I did for the first 10 pages, and then I just, after that, I took an average of those 10 pages. Oh, I've been counting them. I'm finding it's a good, like, wind down, and also a good reason to cuss, because you could lose count. You're like, Gush! I wasn't aware you needed a reason to cuss, Johnny. <laughs> well, I do if I'm in a room by myself. <laughs> that's exactly why I decided not to count. Do an average. Hmm. That makes more sense. So if you guys were going to, you know, sit down and try to crank out 1,667 words a day in a composition book, aside from the ones you're actually using, which, what do you think are good pencils for that project? 
Mm. What do you think, Liz? I I actually think if I if I were to go with a better better pencil, like the best pencil, I would probably go with the Blackwing Volumes Twenty Four. Because mm. I think it would just I could probably get more than a page out of it before sharpening. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the things like the qualities you'd want to look for, uh, especially if you're, you know, just just trying to like get things down, is is less about like how dark and smooth it is and just more about point retention. So mm-hmm. that would make sense. Mm-hmm. And pro- but probably still not like too scratchy and hard because, you know, you don't want to like cramp up while you're trying to like move it around the page. Right. Yeah. Sort of like getting a cement mixer sound in your wrist. Yeah. If I'm using a 4-H pencil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had good luck with um, the CW pencils. I got almost a thousand words out of one point on that. And like, ah, I didn't really need to sharpen it. But at that point I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to put this down. <laughs> at that, that point the, you um, just want to sharpen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, those clear lacquered camel pencils that they have at CW, oh, yeah. those are really, really amazing. They're really smooth and the point lasts forever. Really Not hard. quite as dark, but they're dark enough yeah. to type off of it. If I was doing something pretty long form and I, I realize at this point I, it may just make me sound like a shill for Baron Fig, but I think I would try out the archers because they they do have pretty good point retention, I think, um, and they're like you know not buttery smooth, but they're they're like like good scratchy, um, mm. and and they're super light, so it's not like it should be it should be easy to just keep it gliding across the page too fast, yeah. And then every other word is the f word, and that doesn't count for your fifty thousand. It's a rule. <laughs> What the F word? <laughs> Come on now. Well, if you just sit there and fill up like over and over again, not cool. <laughs> I got kicked off the website and it started a new account. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so moving on. So I assume everybody's seen that the Kickstarter for the notebook that's called Comp, which is sort of built as like um you know, the perfection of the composition book. Mein Kampf? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a show title right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really. oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, yes, we have. <laughs> and when, when I suggested this topic, it was that day. I was like, oh, composition books. We should talk about that. Yeah. But um, so for folks that don't know, it's a Kickstarter where a designer has taken what he thinks are the best um, aspects of a composition book and amped them up and gotten rid of the things which he thinks are pesky. So what are they? Is it seventeen or nineteen dollars? Nineteen. Uh, nineteen. Yeah. So, so like for a com- for a composition book, it's crazy. But like, I can't figure out if it's supposed to be an homage to a composition book that you use as a composition book, or if it's supposed to be, you know, a fancy journal that's an homage to a composition book, in which case the the latter case, I really like the idea and 19 bucks for an Italian journal is pretty good. Yeah. So I, I have no idea where the, where their intent lies. So here's, here's my thoughts on this. Cause I thought a lot about it. Cause I was sort of like, this really rubs me the wrong way, but what's the difference between this and like, field notes tribute to like, you know, old school agricultural notebooks. I think part of it is kind of lies in the, cause I mean, they're both, they're both sort of like 
trying to pay tribute or like show like the ultimate version of something. Um, I think with field notes though, you know, a, they're not so much more expensive. They're like, they come out to about three or $4 a book, um, per notebook, which is much different than $19 per notebook. Um, but also field notes is more about sort of like, you know, this holistic, like recrafting of like reinventing of it every month or every what quarter. Um, and just like sort of celebrating it. Whereas I feel when I was watching the Kickstarter video for this, uh, for the comp, it, we talked about this a little bit in the group and I I almost feel like they're sort of fetishizing it. Right. I agree. Yeah. It's like, it looks, it looks really good quality. Um, I think they took it a little far when they were like, we hand drew every single marble, like piece of marbling on the cover of this. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. I mean, French press coffee is good. Yeah. But this feels like forcing French press coffee on your grandparents who use a percolator. Yeah. Oh, composition books are great, but let's change everything about them and that'll make them even better. And then charging your grandparents for the the equipment. Yeah. If you're changing everything, then what did you like? Yeah, I feel like they took it and and they took what they liked and they amped it up to a level where it's no longer a composition book. Yeah. They they took the marble covering and they put it on a fancy journal and called it a composition book. Yeah. But it's no longer a composition book by the very parameters of what make a composition book a composition book. Totally. And that just came across as super douchey hipster. Yeah. But... (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there's the, like, what is a composition book and what is this Kickstarter? Yeah. And, and it, it's not a composition book anymore. Yeah. You know? And, and like kind of one of the clear signals I kind of got that, you know, if they were truly thinking so hard about this and making sort of the ultimate expression of a composition book, one of the huge features that seem to be lacking to me are the rounded corners. Like, you know, the composition books are great cause you can just like throw them in your bag and you can beat them up and, you know, it doesn't take much damage. And I think the rounded corners are really key in that. You know, they don't get all like damaged and banged up. Um, but no, they have like pretty sharp corners. And yeah, that just seems that just seems like a big omission. Yeah. And, well, you know, part of it is from a, from a bookbinding perspective, when you take a cover and you're trying to wrap paper around the cover, it's much harder to wrap paper around a rounded corner than it is to wrap paper around a square corner. Yeah. It's so easy to wrap around a square corner versus that rounded corner. Yeah. And cause you have to make all kinds of additional slits. You have to put the glue on in the right way. So to do the rounded corners with their wrapped paper cover, which is also not composition book style. Yeah. If you look at a composition book, it's like sliced clean. There's no wrapped paper. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting off onto a bookbinding tangent here, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there's that no, totally. that they're, they're taking it way further than what it should be. And, and I guess like if, you know, if it, if it costs, you know, $3 per unit extra to do like rounded corners, like go ahead, charge $21 for it. You might as well. Right. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're going to take it to that level anyway, yeah. what's an additional three, $3 to someone, yeah. if I'm going to pay $20 yeah. for, for a notebook, I'm going to pay 21 or 22 if, if I get the rounded corners that I, to me, make it a composition notebook. Totally. Yeah. Johnny, I know that you, you have a little bit of a softer view of, of the comp. I don't know if there's any counterpoints that you want to give or. Uh, I, 
I have um, in the basket column, those lines are like the ugliest lines that I've seen in the notebook. <laughs> uh-huh. But the unlined version is really appealing to me. Mm. And I'm probably going to wind up buying one because I really like it. But I'm enjoying it the way I enjoy something that looks like something else that it's not. Yeah. Well, and it was obscure. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't think, I don't look at it as a composition book. And I also, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because they have those really beautiful notebooks in CW pencils that, that has the like marbled composition cover, but like the corners are a different color and it feels very much more like a journal than a composition notebook. Oh yeah. Man, and those so, things are pretty. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to like, I spend a lot of time trying to like reconcile this like gut feeling I had about it. Cause you know, I really hate, you know, being inconsistent or whatever, but I, I think it's also just like, you know, they're not trying to be a composition notebook. Like they, those things are journals and they say that, um, and it looks like a journal just with some like, like paying tribute to a comp notebook with the marbling. But I don't know. I, I agree. I, I, I'm sure they're like going to be a joy to use except yeah, those lines look, those lines look like I ran it through my laser printer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like blue lines a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they haven't met the. They're at fifty-seven and a half thousand of seventy-nine-five with twenty days to go. They have nine hundred ninety-nine backers. Okay, so it looks like they'll prep. They'll probably yeah, especially the last push. This will get this will get funded. Yeah, cool. So yeah, um, they're interesting. I we had a big big interesting discussion in the group, and I'm glad that it wasn't like I'm glad I, I had a gut check to make sure I just wasn't like way off in left field. Yeah. Um, so I only have one more fresh point. Speaking yeah. of really expensive stuff, and that is those Black Wings colored pencils that I got for my birthday. I finally tried. Charlotte and I were drawing jack o' lanterns because I forgot to buy a pumpkin, and um, man, they're soft. Yeah, like super soft, like really nice soft. They're really really fun to use. So if you're on the fence about buying those, you should just get them because they're pretty awesome. Yeah. Maybe so- if they sell enough, they'll make more colors, which would be nice. Can I can I uh, make a point to your point? Yeah. <laughs> so so the black wing colors they're they're fantastic color pencils. They're nice. They're creamy. They blend. They're great like that. But they keep. Um, I've seen a number of reviews of them that call them artist quality. However, mm-hmm. they are not light fast. Um, the pink and the light blue, especially, uh, the color shifts within thirty days of exposure to sunlight. So they're they're not artist quality, and then the yellow, orange, and red also shifted um, in thirty days. Not as bad as the pink and the light blue, but they're just they're they're not artist quality. They're not light fast. They're fantastic for coloring. They're fanta- fantastic for for doodling and drawing, but um, they're not artist quality. So that it's it's maybe like high end consumer quality. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Um, Les, I remember on your blog you had like an interesting like test with colored pencils. Did that did that happen after the Blackwing colored pencils came out? Um, I don't. I'm, I've done a number of them. Yeah. So possibly, I don't. I don't know if I posted my Blackwing colors light fastness fugitive test or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I did or not, but hmm. I do do them pretty frequently. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I'll. Uh... I'll put a link in show notes to your like um, your blog's colored pencil category because they're fascinating. It's, I I don't like think a lot about colored pencils, but I I love that this exists. Like this resource exists. 
because you went you went through the the rigor, so we didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anything else, Johnny? Yep. Okay. Um, one thing I thought I'd mention here is it's um, I just actually today got an update that um, speaking of Black Wings, um, the holiday gift sets are out, which is pretty great. Um, it looks like they're offering, uh, which I would recommend for anybody who's uh, interested in Black Wings. They've probably heard about Black Wings and therefore, you know, might want to try them out. Um, there is a mixed set for the price of a dozen Black Wings. It's um, four four MMXs, four six hundred twos, and four pearls uh, inside a gift box. So they're only available during the holiday season. So uh, yeah, that's a good way to get get samplers. Um, if you wanted a sampler but a low commitment sampler. Uh, our friend Gary over at Notegeist um, is shutting down Notegeist. I haven't actually talked to him, and I have no idea why he's shutting it down, but uh, that means there's a bunch of stuff on clearance. So uh, he's selling singles of of Black Wings. And I think he has like a, a three sampler for like six bucks. Um, yeah, so kind of depending on the level of commitment that people want to make toward trying out some pencils. Um, so there, you can get from Gary, from Notegeist, you can get three assorted black wings uh, and from pencils.com you can get a dozen um, or or if you wanted to try it out they also have a 36 pencil like stock 65 bucks and you get um, three dozen one of each of the pencils and then also a long point sharpener the black wing long oh, point sharpener. That's, that's a nice deal yeah yeah um, I wish it came with a masterpiece instead of that long point sharpener but eh, whatever um, that box is really cool that it comes in and the, they have the wooden box on sale, which I've always oh, wanted. Yeah, I have one of those. You do? Is it nice? Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah, I think so. It's I, I set it on my dresser and I just keep just a bunch of pencils in there. I have like my other, I have two of the masterpieces and I have one of them in there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I got it. I got it as a Christmas gift the year that I worked at, at pencils.com. So it's really nice. Everybody got one that year. Um, speaking of sharpeners, should we talk about the Pollux? Yeah. So this came out the day that we released, like that we released the last episode. And so I, I texted Caitlin from CW pencils and I was like, why couldn't you have waited? Why couldn't you have like come out with this one day earlier or announced it one day earlier? <laughs> um, so some background, I think we've talked about it on the show before. Um, the Pollux is made by Mobius and I want to say Rupert, even though it looks like it's spelled Rupert, Rupert, two P's. <laughs> um, it is, it seems like it's sort of a spiritual successor to the Janus, the Abraham or the AW favor Janus, um, which has a slightly curved blade and makes a concave point. It's basically a way to achieve, you know, exposing a lot more graphite, but not having such a long point. It's basically a long point without the length, if you catch what I'm saying. Um, so we all kind of thought these were going to be like $10 <laughs> because <laughs> people had talked about, you know, um, just a, a kind of the price of some other Mobius and Ruppert stuff. And also um, there were some samples that some various retailers had, um, and that was kind of the MSRP. So at some point along the way, the manufacturer um, was having some problems like getting it getting the the tooling right on that brass and that there was some sort of a brass supply chain interruption <laughs> and then also i think they sort of realized that there was a demand for them 
uh, that was higher than what they anticipated. So probably being generous, a combination of all three of those things. Um, when they finally were released, the MSRP was twenty eight dollars. And right now, I think CW pencils is the only one selling them. Do you guys? Can you guys confirm that? Do you think? Uh, I have heard from two different people. Yeah, there's one other site that had them listed, but was selling them, and it was an accident. Okay. They didn't actually have it. Okay. Yeah. So if you're in the U.S., probably the only way you can get one of these is through CW Pencils. Um, it is $28, and I do want to sort of say on CW Pencils' behalf that this is not uh, a price raising that CW has done. Um, this is something that was suggested by the retailer. And, yeah, so they are expensive. <laughs> I did, did either of you buy one? No. I, I thought the price was a mistake, so I didn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm holding off until I can get them at a lower price point. Okay. And get uh, blades at the same time. Yeah. 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 So I so I, I'm that I'm that sucker. I have been waiting for one. <laughs> and I honestly I just wanted to I wanted to see it too because I really love the Janus. Um, I never had a good functional Janus sharpener. Um, I do have one, but the, it doesn't work, and I can't find a way to replace that blade. Um, as Daryl Edwards is saying in the chat, yes, $28 is still cheaper than a vintage Janus, uh, which is like 60 bucks right now. Maybe there's a brass one and there's like a aluminum one. Um, maybe it's steel. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, $28, I would say that if not for just being a sucker, the sucker that I am, I would pay like 15 to $20 for it. I think $20, $28 is a little overpriced. That being said, I really love that concave point, and I've been using it. And my mine is like really well aligned. I've been having really good luck with it. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan. I I hope that they lower the price because I bet they made a crap load of them and they need to sell them now. <laughs> so my my hope is that yeah, Mobius and Rupert will lower the MSRP or allow CW pencils to sort of like lower their prices. If we can get it down around 20 bucks or less, totally go for it. Um, I'm going to work on a review eventually for my blog. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, should we talk about... So, so, sorry, go on. Oh, so how's the hand feel? Because the the, the bullet slash granata is like perfect. Yeah. Um, is it sort of like that? It looks a little slipperier. Slipperier. More slippery. I... I thought that it was okay. It was it was kind of like that Alvin bullet in that there's like very little of it to hold. Um, mm-hmm. You like and I, I I do it I use it left handed which always like makes it a little weird. Um, but you know there's only kind of a thin strip of gnarling on it as opposed to like the Alvin bullet which has like most of it is gnarled. Is that what I'm, am I saying that correctly? Gnarled. 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 Knurled. Knurled? <laughs> the knurling. <laughs> it's knurly, dude. <laughs> it's it's, it's knurly. Um, so, so that makes it a little bit harder to hold, but I think that in general it's like a bigger form factor than that. So it works fine for me. If I had like big, like stubby hands, it might be harder. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I've been carrying it around in a little like linen bag that it comes with because I just have it like loose in my in my bag and I don't want things to like get caught on that blade and make a dent because as, as Les has 
alluded to, uh, at the moment, there's no way to like replace that blade that I can figure out. Um, I don't think you can use like a regular sharpener blade because it's like slightly curved, right? It's well, it's longer. Oh, it's, it's longer um, too. From the picture that I saw on the group, someone had posted it with a regular M and R blade. Yeah. It looks like it might be you might be able to replace it with the Coom long point blade that you would use for the Coom uh, stenographer or five L sharpener. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks about the same size, but I don't know. I haven't seen one in person to be able to compare them. Yeah, and swap it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it if the blade is aligned properly, and it seems like there have been reports of it not being so, and people have been like returning it and getting a new one, no problem from CW Pencils. Um, but yeah, mine mine works great. You can get a like hypodermic point on that thing. <laughs> I've been showing some of my coworkers and. Just like, whoa, look at that. That's amazing. Um, and we just sort of like sat down and compared it to a masterpiece and to the um the classroom family long points. And it's great. It's like a it's like a good, I want to say it's like a centimeter shorter, um, but it exposes more lead, at least on a black wing, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I haven't done the actual measurements yet. I'm gonna do that for the review. But yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of of that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the price, but I decided to just sort of take one for the team and cough that up. Um, yeah. So if if you're like rich beyond beyond your dreams, money's no object. Buy one. Totally get one right now. <laughs> or if you're an idiot like me, <laughs> an idiot. The only yeah. <laughs> the only other thing I was going to talk about. Um, so also since we last recorded and last talked about the archers, um, I'm pretty sure that um, Joey alluded to it a little bit. Um, but Baron Fig has since launched a subscription model. Um, what's what's interesting about it is that it's not quite like like Blackwing or Field Notes or uh, Write Notepads. They basically put every single one of their product lines on subscription. Like quarterly subscriptions, including the Squire, so like their machined aluminum pen. So they haven't gone into a whole lot of detail as to what, um, like what's going to be different about them. Like they they talk about quarterly limited editions. We don't know if that means you know they're going to be like fundamentally different or if they're just going to you know like change the color. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell. So they have one for um. For the um, confidants, which is actually pretty good looking, in my opinion, it's what is it, Johnny? It's eighty bucks a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's. I've, oh no, I thought it was seventy nine. It's sixty nine. Oh yeah, see that's maybe they changed it. I I need to go in. Okay, I'm pulling up their website. Um, yeah, I actually really like that one, and I'm thinking about it because I um, I usually end up buying there their quarterly releases like they have that work and play edition and they had the three-legged juggler which was my favorite um thing is is i don't go through four confidence a year uh, i kind of switch back and forth in and out of them and i write i go through them pretty slowly um but yeah you can get a 70 dollar confidant subscription you can get a 50 dollar vanguard subscription which i think so apprentices have been rolled into the vanguard line um Apprentices are no longer a thing. So you can get that. <laughs> you can get a Squire edition for $200 a year, 
um, basically get four of them a year. I'm not quite sure why anybody would need to do that because the whole point is you're, you know, they're supposed to last for a long time, right? Um, and then they have a $65, um, uh, $64 Archer quarterly subscription, which I may also think about um, just because I kind of want to see what they do there. And then they're pencils. That's our thing, right? <laughs> so, um, so, or you can do a super subscription, which gets you one of everything, uh, every edition, and it's $350 a year. So what do you, what do you guys think so- about this? Well, here's something that's not really clear. Are you going to be able to buy these if you don't have a subscription, or is it like? I think I read. I think I read that yes, uh, they have an FAQ section. Um, They go do, you know, do limited edition subscribers get their shipment first. So, um, they say all subscriptions are fulfilled first before any non-subscriber orders are fulfilled. Which oh, okay, tells me that yes, you will still be able to buy them, kind of like piecemeal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I want to see what they look like. Yeah, but they haven't come out with a confidant yet that I didn't like. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big or the um, the I apprentice. Wasn't a fan of the work and play one, but I know people who just absolutely love it. So I'm I'm glad that they did it. Yeah, that one's cool with the white bookmark. That was a nice touch. Yeah, it's, I might have collected all of the apprentices up to now. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I didn't collect them. I bought them and wrote on them. But. Yeah, I gave away my um, my work and play one, but. A, Oh, no, Apprentice. We're talking about Apprentices. Yeah. I have, I think I have every one of them except that last, like, Explorer one. Yeah, that one was still up last time I checked. Yeah. So I have, a, I have an admission to make. Yeah. I am not a huge fan of Baron Fig. No, that's I totally, don't, yeah. I don't know why. Because, like, all of their stuff <clears throat> I should like, but every time they, like, put something out, I'm like, meh. Do you... Do you think less that it's it's sort of like their like their branding and sort of their like positioning? I you know Or do you think it's more about the like materials? It's not notes. I, I think it's you know what it is? I think so what was it? A couple of summers ago they were doing a lot of those those videos and it just came across as super hyper masculine to me. Mm, yeah. And I they're not like any, I've I've seen a lot of their other stuff. I've seen a lot of their other videos, but it was just so hyper masculine, mm-hmm. and I just I can't. I don't know. I um, Not- I've, I've heard I've heard exactly the same criticism from people before, which I think is completely valid. Yeah, it's it's funny because in in sort of like the like the tech world, people people love them so much. Um, which is also a very like masculine world too. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of white dudes who work in tech, um, Mm. which, which is a big problem. Um, but also I, I think, I think that this is just like, you know, that they kind of go for that, like minimalist feel and it's, it's different than like, it's, I think part of the, the same like hipster ideal ideal, but it's not like, you know, a fetishized ideal. Like maybe the comp is it's, it's definitely different, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't. And I, yeah, like their that yellow book that they came out with with a really textured cover. Like I want to love it. Yeah. But I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I I don't know. Everything I've, uh, they put out is kind of eh. And yeah. I had one of their little pocket notebooks. Mm-hmm. And it's the wrong size. You know what I mean? It's yeah. too short. 
and it's a little too, too wide. Fat. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it doesn't fit in any of my covers. And then the stitching was crooked, which I'm sorry, as a book binder, yeah. that's not that hard to get to write. Yeah. You know, like, I think they fixed a lot of those problems and like they, they kind of redid their supply chain and kind of re relaunched like the, the product. But I, so, so here's what I'm thinking. You know, they're, they're shorter. The apprentices or the little vanguards now are shorter and wider. <laughs> it's perfect for a men's shirt pocket. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So probably not for, you know, clothes made for other people. Well, you know, those lady pockets, they're little tiny <laughs> Nothing's made for lady pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's made for a lady pocket. It is true. Famous yeah. our episode title. <laughs> Nothing's made for lady pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I like it. That sounds kind of uh, blue, though. <laughs> it has a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> So uh, sometime after we're off the air, you can explain to me why <laughs> what that means. So we don't, so I don't publish something that's just profane. <laughs> so I can't believe you don't get the double entendre of lady pocket. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about lady. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm. Oh, <laughs> so so I feel yeah I feel a little weird about the subscription and I I definitely have a terrible case of FOMO because I, I do generally like enjoy Baron Fig stuff. I like Joey and Adam a lot. I want to support them. <laughs> I don't have $350 lying around. And if I did, I would just be like filling up my house with so much of the stuff, which I would not go through it fast enough. So having some FOMO, I'll get over it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is, that is the fresh points we have. Um, Anybody else want to talk about something before we launch into the main topic? Cool. No. All right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we are talking about composition notebooks today, kind of in honor of NaNoWriMo. Um, and we thought Les would be a really good guest because I, I feel like, Les, you're pretty, you're pretty informed about composition notebooks and you have, you have opinions, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> You have opinions about a lot of things, which is good. I certainly do. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually went to your website when I was picking out uh, composition books for NaNoWriMo over the weekend. Because I had like a stack of them. I'm like, well, what does Les say to use? So your advice has been very good yeah. for uh, my style. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. So I, I think we can all, I think most of us, at least in who grew up in the U.S., probably beyond, uh, kind of knows what these composition notebooks are. Uh, there's sort of this archetypical, like cheap notebook that's bound, um, you know, not with like spiral binding or something like that, uh, with like a black and white marble color cover. Um, I've definitely seen them in different, um, I remember in the nineties they had Lisa Frank ones that were sort of that Lisa Frank rainbow in that marble. <laughs> um, and now oh, you, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> write in, write in them with your Yikes pencils. Um, you can get those all over the place. They're generally cheaper. Uh, well, they are. I think that's a big characteristic of like a trait of them. But um, Les, what's so great about composition notebooks? I think you listed a lot of the things that are really great about them. They're super inexpensive. Um, you know, you can find them here in the U.S. just about anywhere, which I think everywhere. is an interesting side sidebar is that they're really easy to find in the U.S., but they're not as easy to find outside of the U.S. Um, yeah. I've done trades with people in in Britain who 
haven't they haven't been able to find them over there. So like I get some great Europeans notebooks and I send them over, you know, two dollars worth of marbled composition books and it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> like thank you. But with the USPS, it probably cost you like thirty bucks to send it. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it it did. I sent it priority and it was fifteen dollars to ship to England. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so they're super cheap and they're easy to find. They're they, and they just wear so well. You yeah. know, like you carry you can carry them around for a full semester, and they just look better as as you use them. Hmm. Yeah, they're um. I think yeah, they're they're, they're one of the things you know that really. I mean, I think a lot of office supplies are like this, but they age really well. Um, which honestly is unusual for like really cheap ones because like those, you know, 10 cent target spiral notebooks, they do not age well. They age terribly. No, those are horrible. <laughs> yeah. They look horrible after a day in a bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, that's definitely a great thing. They're, they're really ubiquitous. They're inexpensive and they like are really rugged. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's sort of like pencils. They're, to the untrained eye, all the same. But, you know, when you get up close, there are different page counts and line thicknesses or widths and things like that. So, Les, when you're looking for a composition book, what are you looking for in that composition book? So I look for a couple of things. I look to make sure that it's stitched. So a recent thing is to do, like, they sell them and they are um, perfect bound, and they call that a composition book. And to me... And anytime you get away from the stitch binding, it's no longer a composition book. Yeah. So I look, I look for that stitched binding. I look for stiff, nice stiff covers. Usually like a, uh, like a cardboard or like a thick cover stock, right? Yeah. Cause some of the composition books, you can find them with the thin plastic cover. Yeah. But it's so floppy. How do you, how do you use it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, they're really tough to use if they have a floppy cover. Yeah. Um, and then I like to see a decent amount of tape on the front and back mm. over the stitching. And so, I personally look for college ruled. See, college ruled for the longest time. I probably spent 10 years um, like in college and beyond looking for college ruled ones because for such a long time, I feel like all I was able to find were wide ruled. Yeah. And then well, I, I remember when like one day Staples had a college ruled one. I was like, <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, during um, back to school season, Staples has the equal amounts of college ruled and wide ruled, and it seems like the college ruled just goes so much faster. Yeah. Than the wide ruled that, and they never restock them. They don't restock them until the following back to school season. <laughs> so everybody cause a panic, <laughs> go and hoard them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Like, I literally go and buy 10 of them every back-to-school season. Mm. And I use them all. You know, when I was in grad school, I, I just filled them up. I got had one for every class and filled them up. But, yeah, I still go and buy 10 every back-to-school season. So what do, you, what do you use all those composition books for? Anything, everything. Mm. Um, I write... Um, blog posts in them before I type them up I to-do lists and you know I, I wrote my my thesis in one or in several before I even typed it up I did all my research for my thesis in them yeah 
So do you, um, do you use them kind of primarily or do you, like, are, are they like the main paper product that you use? They are now. They, so, so for the longest time, I, I hated composition books because that's all I got in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like my, my grandmother would go and buy us all a stack of composition books and be like, ah, there you go, kiddies. Here, have, <laughs> have your notebooks for school. And we all hated them because, <laughs> uh, you know, they were cheap. They're like 10 cents of notebook and they just, you know, no one else used them. Mm. And so for years I, I hated them. And then I don't know why I just started picking them up again and I fell in love with them. I think it's the stitched binding. I have this thing for stitched bindings. Um, yeah. They're just so much more secure than anything that's stapled or wire bound. Um, yeah. And, you know. Yeah. They're, I, when, when you start off with them, they're really like, they're really stiff, I, I think. Um, they do soften up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely like kind of when you work your way through them, they, they definitely soften up. Yep. They do. They really do. Like, well, after you bend that binding back and forth a couple of times, it gets quite soft. Yeah. So for folks that don't read your blog already, I don't know why not. So we'll we'll put (laughs) it. What's wrong with you? Obviously. (laughs) But yeah. So you have a lot of reviews of, um, composition books, specific composition books on your website. Can you talk about some of your, you know, maybe top three favorites? Sure. Um, I'm a huge fan of the you buy and I can't, or you be, you buy, whichever, whichever one it is. I'm going to go with you buy because I know that it's supposed to be you buy one, you whatever. Um, and, um, the roaring springs, Hmm. Um, the you, Roaring Springs made in USA. So Roaring Springs makes some in the USA and some elsewhere. Hmm. Um, yeah, you, you, so, you posted that and I, I totally, I've never seen that before, that brand. So I need to check this out. So the staples near my house, which I usually like to call the local staples, even though it's not really local, but, but anyway, um, like the, <laughs> the state, sta- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, anyway. Um, that Staples had some mispicked Roaring Springs college rule made in the USA, and they had the same skew as the Staples multicolored um, comp books. Hmm. And I picked up 20 of them because they were 50 cents and they're usually $3. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually, it turns out that Roaring Springs makes some of the Staples composition books. They're the original manufacturer and they just mark mark them for staples interesting yeah so then my that brings me to my third favorite brand which is the staples brand Hmm. but but it's the same (laughs) well so so staples has has i the made in usa which i'm assuming are made by roaring springs i can't get confirmation and staples won't say yes or no i have actually emailed them and asked they don't confirm um (laughs) Our comment is there is no comment. <laughs> no, they just ignore the email. <laughs> yeah. Your email has been sent to a customer service representative, and we'll get back to you shortly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're, I'm sure you're going to get on that, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so they, then they also have the composition books that are made outside of the U.S., and they have some that are made in Vietnam and some that are made in Brazil. And the ones made, that are made in Vietnam are great for pencil 
but they're horrible for fountain pen and other liquid ink pens. But the ones that are the notebooks that are made in Brazil do pretty well with fountain pens hmm. and liquid ink as well as pencil. Interesting. So, and you can tell the difference between them because the spines are different. So if you look at the spine of, of most composition notebooks, they're rounded. Yeah. And the ones made in Vietnam have a squared binding. The ones made in Brazil are still rounded. Hmm. It's very strange. I'm a little neurotic about, you know, composition <laughs> books. The fact that I noticed that bindings, the binding is rounded or square is a little ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super excited that you know about these things because... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so tying it back, tying it back to pencils. Um, you know, I know like no composition book, you know, they're, they're all different, but generally ballpark, what are some of the best pencils for composition notebooks? I like HB. Um, I, I like the, the Cedar point number ones, number twos, again, the casemates, HB number twos, um, the Mitsubishi, HB, anything HB does really well because the paper in the composition notebooks is a little rougher mm -hmm. than most. It, the UB or UBI, whichever one, um, is a little smoother than most composition books. So you can go with a HB or B and it's going to do fine. But mm -hmm. if you go too soft, like with a B or 2B, the composition book is just going to grind it down in no time. Yeah. They're generally like a little bit cheaper paper and probably just like toothier yeah quite toothy yeah quite toothy yeah I, I find the ticonderoga um stripes do pretty well in it too hmm. i think it, i think it's poetic that uh, i feel like ticonderogas even though they're no longer made in the u.s they're very like iconic u.s pencils and composition notebooks are very like iconic u.s notebooks so they i, I feel like they go together pretty well i agree yeah. i agree yeah it's like a conceptual marriage. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so sort of with, with some, you know, history of the composition books, I feel like everybody you talk to has some sort of like personal composition book story. Do you guys have like these such tales from your past? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> I don't want to. Like, <laughs> that was mostly you thinking out loud. No. I uh, mean, I kind of got into mine before. So like, if, why don't you go? All right. Um, so mine is, mine is weird. Um, I mean, they're probably all weird. I, I never really paid attention to them for a long time, kind of going through grade school, um, until probably like, like fourth grade or fifth grade or so. Um, do you guys, is anybody familiar with this like adolescent comic called Big Nate? Have you guys heard of this? Johnny? No. It's, um, it's like a comic strip that was, um, kind of, I think it was from the early nineties. Um, it's this kid named Nate. Um, he's a sixth grader and he has like, he's, he's like kind of an outcast, but he also, he's really into like cartooning and drawing and he writes his own comic strip. So like, not only is he in a comic strip, but then sometimes there is a comic strip too that he writes. Um, and it's really weird because it's taken on this new life. Like you can buy editions that were like, like they released three of them this year in 2016, but there was one that was published in 1992. Um, and then like later on they, it didn't appear again until 2001. So I'm not quite sure why there was such a big break. And I had to like go and confirm 
that this was like big Nate because I remember this first notebook or this first comic book. And I was super into it for reasons I don't understand or get or want to get into. <laughs> um, but he always, always wrote in a composition notebook with the black and white marbling. And I, I guess I didn't realize that these were like so ubiquitous and something you can buy. Cause I think I was always, you know, I always had like spiral bound notebooks. So I just remember having this book and, and the, the book itself, um, had like the edges were, were like black and white marbled too, or what do they call it? Cloud, cloud printed, cloud designed. I don't know the composition notebook thing. <laughs> um, and so I actually, uh, the first time I saw a composition notebook and like, in like Office Depot or something, I was so excited. I was like, that's like that notebook that, that Big Nate uses. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, it's a composition <laughs> notebook. So I clearly remember buying my first one of those and just sort of like, it's like, oh, I'm going to draw cartoons in here. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I was, I was probably like, uh, I was probably like nine or 10 or 11, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it's kind of stupid now. It's a dumb personal story. Sorry, everybody. But uh, yeah, that's that's, that's when I first became aware of of composition notebooks. Um, Those are the best personal stories. Yeah, <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, do you do you have one? Yes. So I went to a Catholic school, and they gave us yeah, yeah. Um, blue covered ones. So I never knew about black ones until I got, I guess, like high school or something. Were they plain blue covered? So. No, they were they were marbled, but the marbling was blue and white, and they had a blue tape. Hmm. And they were like super crappy, like even for the eighties, they were really crappy. But um, so we weren't allowed to use spiral notebooks. And then when I was in middle school, we weren't allowed to use spiral notebooks. You had to buy your own composition books. So when I got to high school, I didn't want to touch composition books except for like lab when we had to. Yeah, which is a whole other story that involves the subterfuge and a nun but um <laughs> so when i went to when i got to college i realized that composition books are actually really good and spiral notebooks at least you know the ones you buy in a campus bookstore are complete crap yeah so i went to a really small liberal arts college in the 90s before like you know you could go online and buy notebooks and they had this really small supply of plain roaring spring books which literally nobody bought but me i could count every semester and the same amount would be there and then i would buy a couple so they were gone by the time I was a junior, I think, and I never found them again. I was really upset. I've still never seen one. They were actually eight and a half by 11, and they didn't have rounded corners. So, you know, you could fit your syllabus in there. They were like the perfect notebooks. I think they were also like a dollar or something like that. It's, it's interesting. I, I really wish that I could like go back and tell my younger self to like hoard some of these school supplies that I used to have. Because I think we've talked about it before, and I definitely used a certain particular brand of pencil when I was in first and second grade that I just don't have any idea what it is anymore. I'm pretty sure it was like the Dixon like school pencil. Uh, either that or it was I, – I don't know if I'm old enough to have used like this A.W. Faber pencil that was around. Um, but it was one of those, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I wish I wish I still had some of those around. So I still Johnny, have the pencil from when I was in yeah. kindergarten. Wow. So Johnny, you can you can find the blank Roaring Springs composition notebooks at artists and craftsmen stores. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I'm there. We have we have one in Baltimore. I'm there. They may not oh have them in all of them, but I know that the one that I go to 
they have them every back to school season. There's Sweet. a professor at the local art college that requires them in for class. So is that the one in uh, Central Square? The one that I go to is in Saugus off Route One. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I've only been to the one in Central Square in Cambridge. That one's cool. It's underground. That one is cool. That one's so cool. Damn. Not as nice as the one near my house, though. Yeah, yeah Amazon has them, but they're like eight or nine bucks. <laughs> yeah, they're there's they're like two dollars at Artisan Craftsman, but um, you know, two what? bucks versus eight bucks. Sweet. So jealous, you know. We we get like cool, like high end Japanese stationery out here, but we don't have like little art stores like that. Well, hopefully, artists and craftsmen come, will come to a place near you. Yeah, they're always yeah, it's, expanding. A, it's like one of those. Yeah, it's a chain, but they all have a different feel. Hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna Ever go so slightly. Art. What, it's artists and craftsmen. Yeah, I'm gonna look them up right now. Artist craftsman. And they're from Maine, so <gasps> I'm, I'm biased. I like them a lot. There is one in San Francisco. Oh, man. <laughs> there's one in Berkeley and there's one in SF. Okay. Um, we have to go, everybody. <laughs> I have to run out. Before... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The stores are still open where you are. Yeah. It's only 6.42 p.m. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, no, they have weird hours, though. Like the one near me is closes at 7.00. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one closes at seven thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm this weekend. I'm totally gonna hit that up. <laughs> cool. Um. Anything else we should talk about is regarding these composition notebooks. Uh... Oh, you have something on here about your target robot composition book. Oh yeah. I should have. <laughs> um. Do you remember, um, probably three years ago, maybe four, I'm trying to remember where I lived, which is kind of how I like count things now. Um, it was, it was definitely when I was living in Indiana. Um, Target had this really great, you know how they have like four or five designs, like illustrations and designs that like live in other, um, like in various like mediums and their back to school stuff. They had, mm-hmm. they had this one that was a like hand drawn, like robot and um, the composition notebook had like a light blue black background with red tape and like this robot on the cover and it was great. It was fantastic. And there were folders that were like sketch paper looking things with robots on them. Um, yeah, there was, those were super great. Um, I actually have like three of those that I'm just kind of hoarding away. Um, I, yeah, I just really love that. I'll post a picture of it to the, to the group. Um, or to the episode page, but yeah, that that's like not kind of the traditional marbled, um, composition notebook, but, and mostly I just stick with those, but that's, that's one time I kind of variated from that or varied from that. Cause I like it a lot. Yeah. But, um, they had one this year that had pencils where one pencil was making fun of another pencil <laughs> for being short. Oh, I think you posted a picture of that. Yeah. I, I haven't touched it yet cause it's too cute. Yeah. So I, I asked the um I asked the group or the the people in the chat right now if they have any questions for for you less. Um and actually somebody asked um do you know of any other narrow ruled brands? Any other Yeah. 
Staples does narrow rules. You buy does narrow rules. Uh, Roaring Spring does narrow rules. Um, I'm trying to think of the other brands. I think Mead does narrow rules too, but the Meads. They're those um, plastic ones, right? Yeah, they have the plastic covers, but they also have fashion designs um, oh. and other covers. Um, and they do narrow rules as well, but they're really hard to find. Oh, so so Miket is is clarifying not college ruled but narrow ruled. I don't know of any um, that do true narrow ruling. Yeah, like narrow narrow. Do you um what do you what do you think about like graph paper? Are there any that has graph in it? Yeah, Staples has a graph paper version hmm. um, that is actually super nice. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> Dr. Hans oh. Nudelman, one of our our favorite people, asked. Not sure if it came up before, but Les, have you tried the decomposition books? I have, and I hate them. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> uh, um, they're really, really horrible um, for ink. Any sort of ink, they just it feathers, it bleeds. The paper is super pulpy, um, and the like. Mine started to fall apart as soon as I I got a pocket size version. I think it's three or four by six, four by six. Yeah, and the uh, tape started to delaminate as soon as I brought it home. It was it was I didn't even think I was out of Bob Slate before <laughs> before the papers like the cover started to delaminate, uh-huh. and it just you know it's like ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> must control Mister Rage. Like I paid ten dollars for this thing, cost, and it's falling apart already. They cost so much. They they're so expensive. They're, they're all over the um like little hipster like gift shops in the like the stationery section you know they sell like some black wings and they sell some decomposition notebooks and like you know some of those crappy like hipster saying you know pencils with like words stamped on them yeah like milk and cookies yeah i've got some of those (laughs) um (laughs) yeah like at my college bookstore my grad school bookstore, that's all they had. They didn't have any. Well, they sold out of the Roaring Springs, and then they replaced them with decomposition. What? At a college bookstore? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, it's run by Barnes & Noble, so what can you expect? Uh, it's either but that yes. or, like, yeah, gallery leather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got no more Roaring Springs, and all I ended up was getting, um, you know, yeah. there were the decomposition notebooks. And I was just every time I went past the bookstore, they had this giant display of all the covers. Are, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they look pretty on the shelves. They look fun. I, I've noticed with some of those like really gimmicky brands. Um, yeah, they're just like not that great of quality. I, I've noticed that with the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, like pocket notebooks too. They yeah. they look cool, but they're just like they spend a lot on you know on that rather than on, yeah. on the actual quality. Yeah, you know, I would love to like the decomposition notebooks because the papers recycled, the covers are recycled, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. made here in the U.S. I would love to say this is a great notebook, but I can never recommend them to every anybody. Yeah, it's too bad that like good quality notebook destroys the environment. Yeah, pretty soon we're all <laughs> just gonna be writing on leaves. It'll be horrible. <laughs> Those of us who've hoarded our our notebooks. Yeah. We'll be safe. <laughs> we'll be selling them for like food and water. We'll be selling them like they're field nuts. <laughs> Just paper nuts. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, is there anything, 
Anything that you kind of wanted to talk about in regards to comp notebooks that we haven't mentioned, uh, Les? I think we've hit it all. Yeah. We, props to Johnny for for coming up with <laughs> somebody goes, go back to papyrus when it comes to some of those fancy <laughs> notebooks. Um, props to Johnny for like coming up with these questions. You spent a lot of time on these. These are great. Cool. Yes. So we should uh, we should probably button it up then. Um, Les, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com. They can uh, follow my Instagram at original LC Harper. You can follow me on Twitter at the same original LC Harper. If you want and some epic Twitter rants, Les is your bro. <laughs> I do do it like I do partake so. in the occasional Twitter rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, um, and if you, uh, if you're in the uh, Facebook group, you will see her there a lot. And, uh, chances are maybe you have gotten kicked out of the group by her before. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. your post. <laughs> right. cool. So thank you so much Les, for, for being on the show. This is awesome. We have to have you back again. No problem, uh, ne- anytime. Tim, Tim's next child. Um, <laughs> once he finally catches up with Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny, where can people find you on the internet? Um, occasionally you can find me at pencilrevolution.com. I'm on Twitter at Pencilution and I'm on Instagram at Johnny Gamber, although lately, you know, the kid pictures are outnumbering the pencil pics. <laughs> You've had some Inktober pictures. Like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so. we quit Inktober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They got too personal. We couldn't put them online anymore. <laughs> so uh, Tim Wassum should be back next week, although I can't make any promises. Maybe we'll hear some stories about about beautiful Lila. Um, I am Andy Welfley. I am at woodclinch.com. You can catch me on Twitter at at awelfley um, or at woodclinched. And then I'm on Instagram as at awelfley as well. Um, and this is the Erasable Podcast. We are on the web at erasable.us. Uh, you can find this episode with show notes, uh, link to our stickers, which are still on sale, uh, at erasable.us slash 63. Um, come join our f- amazing Facebook group where we have 1,300 members strong, um, incredible discussions every day, facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Uh, or if you just want to follow our page to get updates about episodes or interesting new things, we're at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram as well at, at Erasable Podcast. Um, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, if you use a podcatcher like Overcast or Castro or uh, some Android ones that I don't know about, <laughs> there's often ways to recommend us. Uh, please do so. That helps us get discovered and liked by more people. So, again, thank you, Les, for being on, and I will talk to you all next week. Or rather, two weeks from now, maybe. <laughs> The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.